Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When I was a kid, my grandparents teach that there are some people who live in Madagascar before. They were very little people, and they live in forest, and they respect the environment. But then comes many people from other countries, from Africa, from Asia, Spain, from France. Many of us don't know their history. I took a walk through this beautiful world. Felt the cool rain on my shoulder. Found something good in this beautiful world. I felt the rain getting colder. I've let a lot of extraordinary landscapes recede into a blur outside my windows. I've looked, maybe seen, maybe noticed, then gone. We all carry different experiences inside us. We see things differently, don't we? Bye. Madagascar. Exotic, unspoiled paradise. 
or microcosm for the end of times. I'm Tana Narivo. Tana for short. Madagascar's crowded, chaotic capital city. How you doing, man? Base camp. Wow, that's quite a rain. I don't know. I'm not sure I can be uh, in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah, just ignore him. I'm so used to, like, controlling everything. Darren Aronofsky, director of the films Pie, Requiem for a Dream, The Wrestler, Black Swan, and as it would turn out, sort of appropriate to our location, Noah. He asked me if he could go along on a trip with us. I said, where do you want to go? So, Madagascar. I knew almost nothing about it. I knew it was an animated film that I've seen many times in my daughter. I guess it's one of the more extreme, distant places that you hear about that you know you'll never go to unless something really weird summons you and you're sort of that weird force. <laughs> We're on an island in the Indian Ocean. Right. With this amazing ethnic mix, incredible landscape. Something like 80% of the animals here don't exist anywhere else. What does it mean when an ecosystem goes out of balance? What is the blowback? Uh, here you can see the blowback, you know, where people have been chopping down the forest and now it's suddenly you don't have soil anymore and you can't grow anything anymore. It's just, it's a really situation. There we go. There we go. All right, important questions because yeah. we're just getting to know each other. Now, you are a vegetarian. Yes, and it just sort of happened with the release of Noah. In scripture, he is a vegetarian, as was Adam and Eve. Humans weren't given permission to eat the animals till after the flood. All right, well, we'll see who's doing better at the end of this 10 days. <laughs> a little social experiment here. Madagascar was settled, best we can tell, around 700 AD by people from what is now Indonesia later by Africans. In 1895, the French took it, killed off a substantial number of people in the process, and as they do, left behind beautiful buildings and the French language. When independence came in 1960, it was sudden and ill-prepared for. Continuing political incompetence has left most of Madagascar's 22 million people living on less than $2 a day. Do you know this place? Do you eat? Do you been here? Yes, Wednesday, Saturday, to go out before going to nightclub, go to loops. First meal in country, and I suggested this place. I thought it would be perfect. Darren being a vegetarian and all. This is what you call being passive aggressive, I think. So what's good here? Luxu pork. Right. Pork, my favorite vegetable. Just the head of pork. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm not gonna have loops. 
I'm gonna go just with vegetables. Oh. Beans and. Uh, oh. Uh, you don't want to taste it. I'm not gonna taste. <laughs> but take head not today. This is gonna be fun. The torture of Darren. Mm. You have the looks. Always take it with beans. beans. Rossi, the famous musician here, is, after a period out of favor with the previous government, back home and elected to parliament. And this is, I uh, think, Rav Tutu, Leaf. the leaves of manioc. Oh, great. There we go. Mm. <laughs> That's excellent. So these days, what are the big issues that are not being taken care of? Poverty and... Uh, not enough education. We are very rich, you know. We have oil, we have... But our political leaders, most of the time, are crook. How much does uh, the environmental issues matter to the people? It's just about survival. They don't care. The international communities, they paid a lot of money to protect the forest. You protect the monkey, you don't protect the people. I eat the monkey. If I'm hungry, I eat them. They don't care about the world is going more and more warm. Yeah, climate change. Yeah, okay. It's warm? Okay, it's warm. You are gonna die, yes? Okay. <laughs> You're gonna die. <laughs> That's life. For them, just normal. A lot of people feel that the future should be ecotourism. Yeah. They should essentially be working in hotels and restaurants yes. for tourists. Yeah. That's kind of a return to colonialism, isn't it? That's it. Exactly. Tell me what you think of this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's a very famous dish. Mm. Goose. Goose and, the, and this varang, which is shredded meat. Very cool. There's always some place where the flame is kept burning. History kept alive, however faintly. This is the stuffing. These days, in Madagascar's capital city, it's left to Mariette. Delicious. The epitome of the cooking of the cuisine of this region is the way Mariette cooks it. Period, Mariette was a frequent culinary ambassador. You are, you are 
Harry Belafonte, the go-to chef for visiting presidents and royalty. The success story, her mansion high atop Oatville, the former neighborhood of choice for aristocrats and colonizers alike. On the silk of your lips where mine read any sip And I'll know who it is who could care Though semi-retired, Mariette continues to entertain guests from time to time. <laughs> so this is broth with chicken and ginger. These dishes marry mostly disappeared Malagasy royal cuisine with the techniques and training of classical French. So moisten the rice with the broth? Exactly, with the broth. Wow, look at this. This is a vegetable lassa. Lassa is one of the side dishes. It's like a salad. Mm -hmm. Cauliflower, carrot. Mm -hmm. String beans. Most Malagash don't eat meat at every meal. It's because it's expensive. Most Malagash will eat rice broth with vegetables, and that's it. Meat once, once a week. Yeah, you do fine here. Yeah, absolutely. This is a country that is very rich in natural resources. Madagascar, you have a lot of things that a lot of people want. Yeah. Like, for example, the trafficking of rosewood, prospecting for oil, for gas, and then don't leave anything for the rest of the country. This is an island paradise. And it's disappearing very, very quickly. A lot of our forests have been burned down because people don't have land on which to grow their crops. The best case scenario that everybody seems to raise is ecotourism will mm -hmm. save mm -hmm. the day. The local people will be what? Cleaning rooms, waiters, cooking, yeah, and performing yeah. traditional yeah, ethnic dances. Yeah, absolutely. To me, this is not an ideal option. And, and we see it. Um, What's an ideal option, though? Heading south from Tana, it's a very different country out there where rice is the difference between life and death. Between the traditional slash-and-burn agriculture that's existed here since this island was first settled, and the imperative of charcoal as heat source, 90% of the forests and jungles that covered Madagascar are gone. Very difficult to see. Thanks largely to the work of Dr. Patricia Wright, 
over 40,000 hectares of forest have been set aside and protected with the creation of Ranamafana National Park. Her recently completed research station is a state-of-the-art complex that reminds one of that cynical Spielberg franchise. What was it? Jurassic, uh, Jurassic merch. Here he is. He's right next to me. Can you see him? Right here. Oh, wow. Oh, he's really right next to me. Hello. The area provides essential habitat for the golden bamboo lemur, a species Dr. Wright discovered here in 1986, and the greater bamboo lemur, previously thought extinct. There's only 500 of these in the wild, in the whole world. Wow, really? What's the biggest pressure on their population? Slash and burn agriculture. Some places they're hunted. Oh, here, no, here he is. <gasps> Look at it. <gasps> oh, beautiful. Oh, it's so nice. Oh. Whoa. Ooh. It's pissing on you. <laughs> He's yeah. taking a leak right now. Yeah, watch. Oh. <laughs> Just hopefully that's not an editorial statement. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is the kind of bamboo shoot that the lemurs love. It's full of protein and it's full of cyanide. The cyanide not a problem for them? They can tolerate all kinds of cyanide. The cyanide comes straight through in the uh, poop. Do they know how they get it through their system? We're working on that. Okay. What is the dew on the outside of it? Just dew? Oh, careful. Oh, don't touch. How's your finger feeling? It felt a little sh sharp, but like a fuzzy sharpness, but didn't get in. Yeah, fuzzy sharpness. You just wait a bit. Yeah, it's like fiberglass. Are you serious? Yeah, it's just like fiberglass, actually. It'll leave little, little, tiny, tiny, tiny little sharp But if I lick my it. finger, am I going to die? Probably. Are you serious? Can it go through the skin now that I touched no. it? No. <laughs> you have to eat it. Okay. Hopes for Black Swan 2, The Revenge, were dashed today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. One right above you. Has the film Madagascar been good for the lemur business? There you go. <laughs> I think the cartoon really woke up the world to the fact that there was a place called Madagascar, although many people think that it doesn't really exist. <laughs> so what do you think happens? How hard is it to maintain the forest? It's incredibly hard. You know, we've been working with the villagers around the park, and I think they really do understand the value of these extraordinary lemurs and the value of the forest. I mean, the economic value of tourism is tremendous for this country. This podcast is supported by Sleep Number. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores? Sleep Number does that. Only Sleep Number smart beds let you each choose your ideal comfort and support. Your Sleep Number setting. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. All Sleep Number smart beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. Temperature-balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life... Lately, we have been paying attention to a very different virus, bird flu, which is caused by the H5N1 virus. If you start to hear that it's circulating in pigs, that would be a concern. That means I would go from sleeping with one eye open to one and a half eyes open. Yeah, that would make me very concerned. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts. The boundaries of Radamafana Park protect what they can of Madagascar's rapidly diminishing rainforest. But it's not all about lemurs and rare species and unspoiled, beautiful places. These are the Tanala people. These are the people of the forest. This is the fifth time they've had to change the location of the village because they do slash and burn agriculture. This ceremony today is a ceremony to celebrate the fact that 17 people from the village of Mbatalahe are going to donate their land to conservation. It won't be cut down. Before the Tanala land can officially become a part of the park, the gods, the ancestors, somebody must be appeased. And that, as it often does, means something must die. Seen this a lot? I usually don't go when this is happening. For someone with as dark a worldview, judging from his films anyway, as the newly vegetarian Mr. Aronofsky, he seems unusually uncomfortable with the bleeding realities of local custom. You see him? Preferring instead to trip the light fantastic in the rainforest idol. forest means fuel, 
food. What we've had to do, of course, is make their lives better in exchange. House projects, education projects, tourism. Many of the people work as tour guides. Mm -hmm. They work in the hotels. They have work. They didn't have any work when they got here. But also the benefits of researchers. We hire 85 people full-time. Josiane, who has, is now the director of the Ronald Fontaine National Park, where's your village that you lived in here when, when you were a little girl? Tlunguida. So that's on one side of the, the park. The ancestor is presumably okay with the land transfer. It's time to party. Dr. Wright worked hard to establish Ranamafana Park with the stated aim of protecting the absolutely unique flora and fauna here and reducing human pressures on the area. This, however, is the face of human pressure. Just so we're clear. Hey, take care, guys. the park wow and uh right on the edge literally is where they built the power lines and where they're slashing and burning we were trying for landscapes like this in noah sort of a cormac mccarthy post-apocalyptic wasteland uh, thing going on right the road All the original fauna and flora in New York City and Chicago and Detroit and Los Angeles are gone. We don't feel too guilty about that. That's the old argument, though, of all these developing countries, is you did it. But didn't they teach us that in the third grade, two wrongs don't make a right? Most of Madagascar's French-built rail network has crumbled into nothingness. But this train still runs. Look how it's painted. 
<laughs> it's first class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ride in style. How old is this train? It works. Oil pan work. I hope that's not a pitying look I see on some of their faces. They're all looking at us like. <laughs> it's 163 kilometers to the one-time major port town of Manakara. It's both the greatest thing ever, meaning a fantastically scenic immersion into parts of Madagascar that most visitors never get to see, and then at times, punishing crawl. For the majority of the 17 station stops along the line, this train provides the only connection to the outside world. People hop off and on, load and unload fruit, lychees, bananas, while a few foreigners on board watch. We get some peanuts. Thank you. And there are vendors selling food and drink, which is increasingly a necessity as the supposed eight-hour trip is said to sometimes approach 18. All right, so we got a shaker. We got an umbrella. Champagne. Rum. <laughs> you let the uh, train pour for you. Right. <laughs> This is the lychee. Oh, that's that smells good. Yeah. Darren woke early and hit the hotel kitchen to make the necessary fresh lychee puree for festive cocktails. Well, hey, wait, 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 wait. Alrighty. Oh yes. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Okay. Nice summery drink. The lychee makes it. The lychee makes it. Yeah. What do we call it this? Um, the golden lemur would be good. The golden lemur. <laughs> Flashes of everyday life. The struggle to live, to eat. Viewed from a moving train, then gone. In its plumes of uh, different areas of Madagascar burning, everywhere you can see. After seven hours or so, coming into a town, the imperatives of food, any food, become more urgent. This is it. This is the food stop. I'm starving. I am so with you. Look at this kid's wearing a banana like a yarmulke. 
The wonderland of fresh papaya salads along with tasty train station treats we were told would be here, well, it's somewhat suboptimal. Little did I know there would be a feeding frenzy. There's no papaya salad. Everything's gone, dude. All right, here's some bananas. Yeah, two of those. Two of those. Merci. We get what we can. Man, that's quite a scene. That's what, yeah, it's pretty insane. It's hard to complain about the lack of food options if you look around. Lots of kids. Want that? Thanks. Yeah, it's hard. This is the way to travel. Until like uh, a palm leaf comes flying in. Watch it, watch it, watch it. The assignment with me, Audie Cornish. So there have been arrests, suspensions, disciplinary hearings. They're shutting down graduation events. At this moment, the part of the protests that are admirable are young people calling attention to atrocities. Michael Roth is the president of Wesleyan University. I would like to make a space for them to do that, as long as that space doesn't prevent other people from pursuing their education. Listen to The Assignment with me, Audie Cornish, on your favorite podcast app. This is what it's like to wake up at the end of the world. Beyond here to the east, nothing but thousands of miles of Indian Ocean. Get 
fishermen return with their catch. how wobbly that boat was coming over? Yes. Right? Imagine going out into the serious chop of that thing and fishing. <laughs> Manakara was a major port back in the days, a transportation hub. But now, it's a sleepy beach town. That is a disturbingly large spider. I would be unhappy if I saw that coming across my pillow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's a chicken. I know. I'm just talking about spiders and chickens and jumping around. Hey, that lobster's smelling good. No, they're disgusting. They're like giant insects walking. Uh, and what do they eat? What do they eat? Corpses. Corpses. Dead things. Right. You are such a Debbie Downer. You, you are such a downer. <laughs> Born here. And your parents are from here? From here. He's a fisherman. How far out do they go out? About 50 miles. Sometimes. He goes day. out 50 miles? Yes. In a little canoe? No. In the canoe, yes. Oh. Every day. Every day. Oh, awesome. This, this is typical dish. Green leaves. Mm -hmm. Eggplant. Some spices. Then the zebu meat. Mm -hmm. It should be pointed out. We bought a lot of food. This sort of spread is not an everyday meal in these parts. Oh, there's your veggie platter. Beautiful. There you go, man. Now we have a piece of a shark. He says that before 2000, more fish, but since then... Smaller fish? Smaller fish and the quantity as well, smaller. There you go, Dad. Oh, that, oh, that's a papaya salad. Papaya thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those days where the artifice of making television threatens to move dangerously into cruelty. What are you guys eating over here? Who gets to eat and when becomes a pressing concern to the two of us. Can we get the kids eating? Can we hand out the food? Um, in a local uh, village like this, uh -huh. first ladies serve the men. Right. And then the kids. Yeah. They will eat later right. because I it's gotcha. like a custom. It may not be our system, but it's a system. The kids are getting ready for theirs over there. And it becomes clear that, yes, everybody will eat. There we go. Come to daddy. Oh, that's good, dude. You picked a bad time to become a vegetarian. You really did. Oh, man, the food is amazing. There's some really good cooks at work here today. I mean, really amazing. And then the music starts and the dancing. And as so often happens, the not-so-spontaneous made-for-TV party becomes a real party.
Forget about where we came from and where we might be tomorrow. It shows everything. It shows nothing. It reveals only what we want. Often what we see is seen only from a window, moving past, then gone. One window. My window. If you'd been here, chances are you would have seen things differently. Looking back, if you were editing this show, how would you tell this story? Uh. This is it. This is the food stop. I'm starving. I am so with you. That is quite a scene. Lots of kids. This is really puppy. You always want a simple answer to everything to make it all make sense, and it seems to. I don't know, it's just constantly surprising. see everywhere you go. In the office, in the market, people are seen, making sin. As a kid, I always wondered if I was good enough to get on the ark. So I always sort of empathize with the people who didn't make it. God make all of the animals come inside the big ship and all of the people are dead. But Noah's family are saved. It is on our ship. God decides to destroy creation. 
10 generations after he created everything. So uh, it must have hurt tremendously. God will choose us like he chose Noah. He saved Noah. He protected Noah. He will save us too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pray for yourself. Pray for your family. Pray. 